0: Hello, thanks for tuning in with us this week with Spring Break on the Horizon in New York City. We just wanted to take time to replay one of our special podcasts that talks about how to take care of yourself as a teacher because you finally have some time off to yourself. So please uh, listen and enjoy, and we'll be back with a new podcast next week. Thanks.
1: (laughs) Everyone
0: jump on for 60 seconds. (laughs) Hello, 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 and welcome back to Center Ed Teaching. Um, last week we talked about the upcoming testing season and how to prepare for that, and given that that may have induced stress for all our educators out there, this week we want to flip sides a little bit and talk about ways teachers can care for themselves um, and preserve their well-being through the, you know, the arduous task that is a school year. And so to do this, mm-hmm. I have two of probably the best people in the world that we can have for this conversation. Uh, Denise?
2: Hi, I'm Denise Daniels. I am a avid runner, uh, an exercise enthusiast. Um, I Definitely feel like self-care is a non-negotiable. We'll talk more about that
0: in a bit.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right.
1: And Faith. I am Faith, and I'm not an avid runner, (laughs) but I am um, an avid swimmer, and um, I crochet, and I'm constantly thinking about self-care, pretty consistently um, falling short of what I want to do, but I I agree with Denise. It's a non-negotiable.
0: Awesome. Um, thank you. So I think to start off this conversation, one of the most important things is to identify the stressors that specifically impact teachers, because I think it's fair to say everyone experienced some levels of stress and there are things just in everyday lives that bring stress into our lives but there's unique positions about teachers that adds different stresses um, one of them being policy mandates whether that's at the federal state district or school level in some forms this or in some ways this takes form in the shape of uh, tests or evaluations and this can add stress because then there's this certain measure that has to be achieved and to an extent how much can you control that and what what can you do? Um, also, the struggles of students, whether that's their academic struggles or their social or emotional struggles, mm-hmm. because as teachers, we're often invested in our students, and it beca- can become problematic for us that, oh, no, like, John's not doing well. He's got this going on outside the home. I don't know what to do to support him. Um then there's just like the actual task of teaching, whether it's spending time grading, lesson planning, Mm -hmm. doing additional paperwork. If students miss class, getting them makeup work so that there's this constant running around to try to get this stuff done, which decreases the amount of time you have to do everything. Then with decreased time, there's that added stress. Um, In fact, a recent survey done said 100% of teachers surveyed felt stress in their life from their jobs, mm-hmm. um, with three-quarters of those teachers saying that the stress affected their daily life and practice. Um, this same study reported that teachers, on average, take 13.2 sick days a year, um, and that 83% of teachers felt constantly tired. Um, I mean, given all these stressors on teachers, we I mean, I talked briefly about what kind of stressors they are, but how do they really manifest Uh, themselves
1: I mean part of it is how are you able to um, teach in front of your students all day especially like thinking about being constantly tired Mm -hmm. what does that feel like Um, what does that feel like physically but also like um, emotionally when you know at the end of the day man I'm just exhausted and I think teachers are very hard on themselves wanting to give everything they can but oftentimes they're kind of given out you know, um, and end up having kind of complicated feelings around what their limitations are.
2: It's also interesting to consider compared to other professions, Mm -hmm. um, helping professions like teaching, nursing, they typically require this care and this um, awareness of where other people are and so it's very easy to feel very heavily the policies and the struggles <clears throat> and the professional requirements so it makes complete sense that oh, you're feeling all this weight and then also too as teachers we tend to kind of take it a little personal right because this is right. I'm in this work right I'm making a difference Uh, It didn't work. Okay, I'm in this work. I'm making a difference. Uh, Okay, and so it's easy to let things start spilling over and spilling over and spilling over. And so um, compared to other professions, it makes complete sense that um, we're tired, um, that we take the sick days because Mm -hmm. sometimes that's the only way to not be with a student to not have like these um, meetings or these team meetings that you need to be part of you've got to take the day off
0: yeah I think you and I were talking about this before Denise like I know people who have office jobs or maybe work Mm -hmm. more in the corporate world and you know if things have been picking up they can maybe get a day where you know what I'm going to hang in the office I'm going to get caught up on my work Mm -hmm. and then things will kind of reset and as a teacher you don't really have that opportunity because all, right. you have to be in front of kids. Mm-hmm, yeah. And so there's the opportunity to take the day off, maybe, but most teachers don't want to do that because they want to be with their kids. But also there's the problem that actually missing a day in some ways creates more work for maybe, teachers yeah. than if they were to be there. So, I, I I, mean, I take your point to how the nature of the profession really just kind of leads to stress.
1: I think it. it it's... Um all, all the way from, like, small things, and I don't know if people think about this necessarily if you're outside of the profession, but, like, you think about a grade school teacher, and when do you go to the bathroom? Like, even just to take
2: the break, right? The you have to things.
1: learn, right? Like, okay, don't drink water right now, because, right? So you have to, like, time yourself mm-hmm. all the way uh, uh, up to, like, big things like evaluation and mandates, and mm-hmm. so all along there, there's, there are all these things that um, create a pressure, mm-hmm. you know, that you're that you're living in.
0: Sorry, I'm just having flashbacks to
2: to staff <laughs> and bathrooms, bathroom. and it's and it's, and like, it's lunchtime, it's and it's standing ol- in oh, yes. the doorway and saying, "I'm just and having the eyes like I, I have your class run and and, and, and and your and your coworkers understanding. It's it's just that's I didn't right. time it right today. That's right. I, I, I need that's someone. Right. I need someone to stand in the classroom for me. Yeah. Just just give me five minutes. Yeah, that's right. Basic. Yeah.
0: No, and I you mean know, also just thinking about like you go to the bathroom during lunch but that's when everyone's going and lunch is only 20 minutes and you're last in line so you're not not actually going to go this just got a little too real Um, no one can relate no one can relate but keeping with that reality um, I think one thing that can sometimes get lost is how teachers' stress actually can impact mm-hmm. the classroom. Um, I mean, studies have shown that it can reduce the academic achievement of students. It can hurt their social-emotional learning. Um, and I'm curious, given that the, those conclusions of those studies, how do you guys, in your experience, whether as coaches or as educators, how have you seen maybe your stress or the stress of a colleague impact students?
1: Um, I think I, I'm, I'm thinking about what you just said about hurting students, social, emotional learning. And what I'm thinking is this, um, reality that you are all people in the room, right? You, you have certain roles, right? You have a, there are students, a teacher, but you are people The the students are bringing in whatever happened to them that day, the day before the earlier in their lives, same for the teacher. And so, um, you're. You can end up instead of responding to each other, reacting to each other. Mm. So that's definitely yeah. something yeah. when you bring stress into the classroom. Um, for me, it would look like being much shorter. Like I'm usually pretty patient and pretty have some time, but it would be much quicker to like and and kind of. I I probably would not say don't bother me, but uh, my attitude would probably be that way because mm. I need I don't I don't have the space that I need.
2: Um, and students
1: can feel that. Yes, they so can affects feel them. it,
2: and so and and I've seen. Um, you know, I. Sorry, Miss Daniel, say sorry. I didn't know that this was so. No, nah. um, <laughs> so it, it was interesting because there were there was um my mom had fallen sick and I was still in the classroom, and um, I remember that my students they were aware right away when mm-hmm. I walked in the room and they're like, "Are you okay?" So it was almost like they were on pins and needles, and mm-hmm. it was like you know, and if anything would. They would shush each other. And so I just had to close the door like, okay, guys, what's going on? They're like, no, what's going on with you? And I just like bawled. I mean, I remember crying. But I remember that that was the time where I recognized that, you know, I worked really, really hard to make sure that they were safe and it was a safe space for them, but it's a safe space for us too. And I think too often um, as educators, we want to hold the space, but we forget that they will hold the space for us also. Mm -hmm. So if you have um, created that kind of space and if that is something that – you've been building that it is possible to kind of lean into that as well I, I just had a flashback I'm getting a little misty yeah. about it but it was just a really beautiful like they were so yeah. human in that moment they were so um, mm-hmm. aware of where I was and just so willing to um, suspend like whatever mm-hmm. roles we were supposedly playing to just be there for me and so um, to your point like mm-hmm. it can um, th- we all trigger we're, we're mm-hmm. humans and that in that space yeah. that was kind of an openness to um have those real kind of conversations that allow them to recognize like no, I think you need to sleep tonight, Ms. Daniels. Don't give us homework.
0: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that happens Good to benefit job. us. Too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think yeah.
0: building on your point of like also being less patient, Faith. I can I mean like I always think about the beginning of the year like a student's tapping a pencil and a teacher will go up and say, "Hey, you know, we we don't do that. We just go." Well, the kid says, "Oh, okay." But, you know, by December, as the stress has built (laughs) up, a kid starts tapping their pencil. Hey, stop tapping the pencil, right? And even though in some ways you're not really saying something that different, that tone comes out differently. And so that can maybe make the student shut down, feel more rebellious. And just in terms of the social, emotional learning, there's not that space before um, that there was to grow. Are there other ways that we see that this possibly impacts the classroom?
1: Yeah, I think that um, for me it becomes, and, and I've seen it around me as well, just um, the inability to sort of be as efficient as I normally am. So maybe um, a planning period, I'm not able to use it really. I'm kind of spacing out because I haven't really taken care of myself. I'm tired. I'm, I've got bigger things on my mind even, um, as Denise was just sharing. Uh, and then that means I'm gonna ha- that work still has to be done. So, um, now I'm going to do it at another time. So now tonight I'm going to do it at home, and I'm not going to have downtime that I really need to deal with the stress that I'm under anyway.
2: If the other thing, that big thing that <clears throat> shows up for me is that when I'm stressed, I am the least creative version of Ms. Daniels you will ever <laughs> see. Like, I can't, my problem solving just doesn't come to me. So I only see mm-hmm. one way. If that one way doesn't work, then I'm, I'm in all my feelings. So um, definitely, if nothing else, um, recognizing that self-care gives you access to your problem solving superpowers. That's right.
0: Yeah, I think for me what like I think of most often is the way that my stress as a teacher could stop me from doing my best work and being the best version of myself, not just with the creativity, but you know, if I have a stack of a hundred papers to grade mm. and I'm stressed to try to de escalate that stress, I might try to get through that grading as quickly as possible. So then my feedback isn't as mm-hmm. strong and then if my feedback's not as strong, students growth from that feedback. Mm-hmm. Because of what I did, is unable to be as strong. Um, the lesson may not be filled with the usual kind of sparks mm-hmm. that it, that it's filled with. That turns it over to kids doing more of the work because, in some ways, it's easier to plan like a lecture than it is mm-hmm. group work or something like that. And it becomes about this idea of getting things done just because I'm stressed, but then it creates stress later down the road because I'm not seeing the growth that I want to mm-hmm. see with kids.
2: Super frustrating.
0: Mm-hmm. But <laughs> all those stressors aside, um, and putting aside for a second the way that those stressors manifest in the classroom, I mean, what people really want to hear is, okay, I know I have this stress. How do I mitigate it? How do I how do I balance? How do I how do I get this to work out?
2: Okay, so <laughs> I, I I just feel like it's interesting because um, we were talking a little bit about how self-care is becoming this catch-all phrase. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when, when you're stressed out or when you need to kind of take a break, exercise. Mm-hmm. And so um, exercise is not a dirty word. Um, <laughs> exercise is actually um, scientifically proven to release all kinds of um, happy chemicals in your brain um, that not only um, de-stress you but actually begin to heal mm-hmm. some of the impact of having um, stress hormones in your body long term. And so one of the things that um, was uh, non-negotiable for me when I was in the classroom was some form of exercise. And then it kind of manifested a couple of years ago, well, a lot of years ago, but we won't talk about that, <laughs> um, into running. And so my running life had been just a beautiful, beautiful thing because not only was I doing something to take care of myself um, kind of um, physically, but emotionally I didn't, like, I was just happy all the time. And so it was like, why are you so, I had a run this morning. (laughs) And so I'm like bright eyed. And it was interesting to realize after the fact that, oh my goodness, like I was clear headed after a run because I was able to kind of the stuff that was stressing me out. Mm -hmm. I was able to kind of put in the back of my mind and inside the run, these ideas would like flash to me. And so it was a beautiful kind of um, mind body connection. So that was something physical is a good and it doesn't have to be running yeah. um, some people are allergic to running I, I, I don't <laughs> understand but you know hey um, but just anything physical that's just been um bit fun to explore
1: yeah I think uh, physical and like something you really enjoy, something mm-hmm. that's really fun. So there's the one thing about, like, when you say, like, exercise is a dirty word. Yeah, because sometimes for us it can be like, okay, that's something I need to do. I'll do it for myself. Yes. But if finding something that would be a combo, a physical, and something you really like. Maybe mm-hmm. it's running. For me, I'm definitely enjoying swimming right now. Um, but years ago it was um, swing dancing. Yes. So I learned to Lindy Hop, and then from there, a bunch of other things. Yep, I went to dance camp. I was fully into my 30s, I believe, when that was happening. It was super fun. But one of the biggest things is there's not a lot of room. It, for me, during that time, there's not a lot of room for thinking, especially mm. as, uh, as a follow. I mean, eventually you learn to lead as well, but um, traditionally, you know, the women were following. And so as a follow, I, I, you really don't. It's just I'm not anticipating anything. I'm not thinking of anything. There's something about stopping my mind from sort of like
2: working on problems mm. it was very helpful to like let that go and yeah
0: that, oh sorry no go ahead
2: the, uh, the other piece too is you're thinking about that that, that they're not thinking I remember running with someone and I was talking about working with a math teacher and I looked up and someone was like hey y- wh- what are you talking about math teachers for? And I'm thinking to myself like I just I mean I'm having a conversation <laughs> come to find out he was a math teacher and I was running with him yeah, for years and so yeah. realizing that sometimes a network outside of your um your immediate um colleagues or outside of the school environment is super great because then you don't have to talk about you know that student that for some reason looks just like cousin hurl you know and um you know just not quite working with you um but that's a wonderful feeling too so the for me my network wound up being my running community um and then i was able to really be me just me not miss daniels i was able to be denise yeah, yeah and that was fun.
1: Matt, you sent us um, a little information, and I, I was looking through it. I can't find the page exactly, but I was looking at it, and there was a teacher who uh, found out that there was a community on Twitter. And, and she was kind of at the end of her rope and, and and somebody told her about it. She's like, all right. And it's just this, um, you go there like in the morning and like pose a question or mm-hmm. whatever. And so even though it's teaching and it's your profession, it's not like you're leaving that behind. But it's not the people in her building. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's just a very quick thing. And she said, I mean, it really helped her a lot. It was inspiring. So finding those places is, is important.
0: Yeah, I think kind of a theme that you both are like echoing right now is this demarcation between work and life and not letting work be everything and it's very hard as a teacher to not let that be the case because even if you are on a run you may be thinking about the curriculum or doing that but this intentionality and in carving out a space where I'm not Miss Daniels, I'm Denise.
1: Yeah. I'm
0: not Mr. Couts, I'm Matt, right? Yeah. And So you can exist in these spaces where mm-hmm. you can pursue like your own goals and interests. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just brings me to this idea of like me time. Mm-hmm. Um, that you intentionally schedule that. I know like one of the things um, I used to do in the classroom, it sounds kind of crazy, um, my wife and I, would go to eat at a restaurant on Wednesday night. Mm. And it was the middle of the week when things were, like, picking up and getting stressful. And so that's a a point in time where I said, I know to myself, you know what, I'm not going to, like, go to a fancy restaurant. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to a place I can get a meal for, like, ten bucks. But we're going to go out. We're going to talk about something that's not school. I'm going to leave my work literally, like, behind me. Mm -hmm. And for the next two hours... It's just about this relationship. And that was one of the, I think, most effective things that I was able to do. But obviously there are other forms of me time. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I think that um, you're making me think about, like, if I were listening to this and thinking, I don't have two hours, I've got to go home, I have responsibilities, whatever that looks like, whether it's, like, children, your own children, children in your home, people you're taking care of, whatever, Mm -hmm. is just to find, um, like, a baby step of that. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, sometimes if I'm really pushed far, then it might be... Um, So I might want to binge watch something on Netflix, right? But I don't have like several hours. Mm -hmm. So then it might just be, I am going to watch half a show before I go to bed tonight. Mm -hmm. But it's like this way of being intentional about it and just saying, that's it. That's all I'm going to do right now. I'm not going to like multitask. I'm not going to. So even like baby steps to, to getting to those larger things
2: like. Planning a vacation, for instance, or yeah. something like that. I have to just say, because now the coach in me wants to push um, mm. that it's got to be guilt free, uh, because yes. it can it, it because then it's almost like <clears throat> giving you more stress mm. by doing it. Good because point. then it'll feel like procrastination or avoidance when it's actually a deliberate choice. Because we understand that productivity increases when you take small breaks. Yeah. Because then you're refocusing, right? You're recentering. So really, if you're going to binge watch Netflix, like, all in. Don't say get fired. I'm saying. (laughs) I'm just saying go at it, feel free. Yeah, yeah. Um, Or even, you know... um, shifting a little bit how you're looking at some of the things that you have to do, right? And turn them into a want to. So most of us eat. Like, I am i haven't met anyone yeah. who skips it, but yeah. I'm just saying, most of us do. But then, what does it look like to cook intentionally or cook mm. something different? So, like, take on something that you normally take, you know, get takeout. So, mm-hmm. because then, it's almost like you have something that starts and it finishes. Um, I'm all about things that go in the oven, by the way. It's so fun. You mix it, it goes in the oven, and then you can do something else. <laughs> like, watch Netflix. <laughs> <You're right>. But <laughs> Um, I'm telling all my secrets. My children, my children are going to be like, Mom, really? Come on. Huh? Less is more. Um, but really, kind of being mindful that, you know, you there are ways to kind of sneak it in, right? Do baby steps. But it's got to be guilt-free.
1: Yeah. And what um, I, I'm thinking about, it's finding the things that bring you energy or bring you life. Yeah. So if you just really just are like, I hate to cook it, stress me out to think about it at all, then yeah, that's not going to be your thing. But it might be something else Do you really like to draw. Is there something from the past that you let go of,
0: you Uh, know, that you
1: could pick up again? Mm -hmm. You know, an instrument? I mean, who knows what, that you could pick up just for
0: joy, like just for happiness? Yeah, well, I mean, this probably isn't the right place to say it in terms of self-care, but... One of my favorite professors that I had, she talked about how she was always trying to do learn something new. Mm-hmm. And in part, it was because it separated her from her work. But also, she said, you know, oftentimes, we teach the things that we're good at, and mm. we can forget how difficult it is to learn something new. Oh, wow. And right. so, by constantly right. pushing herself to do this, she was following new interest for her, but she was also... Refining in some ways her craft because she was getting a new understanding like oh maybe here's a way to break something down differently if kids aren't getting it based on this experience so, so maybe not the best place I don't <laughs> know it's, pre- here, it's pretty
1: good I have to say like I'm um, shout out to all the Lindy Hop teachers that I had because. I, I definitely went through that where I was like, this is hard to learn. And I thought, I'm a, I learn things and I can teach things. and But thinking about all that, how much you have to break it down and then just the reality of I have to try it over and over and over yeah. and over and not feel like, I don't have it, I don't have it. Oh, no, I suck. You know what I mean? But like, I'm just going to try it over. And it put me in that place of being a student again. It was actually, it was really great and did not feel like work. It just felt like,
2: a productive struggle, I guess, in the end.
0: Yeah. yeah. That it,
2: grace that you have then with your students, because if they don't get it, it's like, hmm, let me try something else. Not, mm-hmm. Oh, they just, I taught mm-hmm. it once. I mean, mm-hmm. really, they just don't grasp things, mm-hmm. yeah. but it's like, wait, no, let me try it. And then that, that feeling when they get it and they look at you like, oh, and you're like, I know, I know. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> no, and I mean, and again, it's something you can bring into the classroom. Yeah. One of my colleagues who I respected so much he took on guitar lessons. Oh, wow. And so he worked with um, some of the most difficult population in the school in the sense that there were a lot of things going at home mm. for these students. And so he brought this the guitar into the classroom mm. with him and was like, you know, 10 minutes a week. We're just going to, like, sit mm. here and do this. So cool. And it would just help the kids relax and... I mean,
2: great. I think
0: it's this idea again of like, how does stress or not stress affect the classroom? By doing this thing to de-stress himself, he was able to also help um, students de-stress. That's right,
1: that's right.
0: So these ideas are kind of something that can be picked up throughout the school year, but I think it's also helpful with the holiday break coming up. How mm. can someone effectively use this break to maybe get caught up on work, but also like... Try to de-stress. Yeah, that's Okay, so you don't have to
2: laugh at me because I'm shaking my head quite emphatically. <laughs> I am a huge, huge, huge proponent of doing something during the break. I get that sometimes we have financial constraints. I get that we sometimes have time constraint or responsibility constraints. Mm-hmm. But a non-negotiable is you've got to do something for you. It can be as small as doing your own whatever it could be Mm -hmm. you know doing your own hair well maybe not your own haircut (laughs) but like doing something for you and to your point faith it can be teeny tiny it can be like you know I'm just going to like check myself into you know the some hotel for one night like whatever it is Mm -hmm. but do something um for yourself because it's so easy to think great i have a set of time away from the students i can get Mm -hmm. this work done and this lesson planning and not saying you can't do that but there's something to be said about recharging Mm -hmm. um and actually taking the vacation that you have because then you're less likely to be unable to cope with the daily stressors mm-hmm. um, that will require you to kind of um manipulate some of the time off during the school year that you have access to I'm not saying you don't you shouldn't use it if you are sick stay home because then yeah. you send children home sick to me that's, that, that, <laughs> that's, that's not that's cool. no that's not what we're saying <laughs> but really taking the vacation for what it is and this opportunity to recharge
0: yeah, I mean, I think one of the mistakes that I used to always make is, one, I would either, like, not do anything, because I was like, oh, my God, this is the first time I'm going to get to sleep in four months. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. And so that first week, I would sleep a ton, and then it was like, well, I don't have any papers graded, I don't have any of And so it was like, oh, I've got to do all this now, and so that stress disappeared, but, but temporarily... Or I'd go to the other extreme where I was like, okay, well, I want to be active, so I need to drive to see this person, I need to do this. And then it was like, wait, my break's over, I didn't even get any me time. So I think, this is going to sound like silly, but unstructured, structured time.
2: That's right.
0: So like... I'm, you know, this day. Write that down. (laughs) Like, this is going to be my day that, like, I'm just going to sleep and relax. I'm going to turn off from the world. These two or three days, like, I'm going to try to see a couple friends. Mm I'm going to do this. And so I'm not saying that I have to be at this location at this time for this amount of space. But on this day, maybe it's lunch. Maybe it's a game night. Like, whatever. So that I'm pursuing the things that I want and I'm doing it in a way that's not pulling me into main directions.
2: being deliberate right because there's got to be a deliberate guilt-free um intentionality around it because it can be Mm -hmm. um sometimes things happen i have a friend who um i love her dearly and sometimes she volunteers me to do things Mm -hmm. and so i'm like oh great that happens but then that wasn't deliberate so then i don't count that as Mm self-care um it's kind of like oh that was fun like no that yeah. was also too but then also what does it mean to say yes I'm deliberately going to spend time mm-hmm. with folks or have a game night because mm-hmm. that's you know mm-hmm. what recharges me
0: yeah.
2: and that might not be it. it you might want to just be by yourself that's okay too
1: oh yeah uh, 100% I, I think that there's something just about basically planning it planning not you don't have to plan it out like I really don't like to plan stuff out so I'm, I'm not I'm I, especially when you have to plan so much in uh, as a teacher you have to plan lessons and then you have to show the show your work and you have to right so then I just think nothing I'm not going to do anything for the whole break (laughs) um but being deliberate about uh, deliberate about it is really important because otherwise um you can crash. So instead of like just getting to that break and just crashing and waking up a few days later going, I don't know. I I mean, (laughs) I don't know. Um, You can think about like, what are the things that you really enjoy doing? And just think about like, is it art? Okay, well, maybe you're going to go to a museum on Tuesday, whatever. It doesn't matter what time. It doesn't matter. But you'll do something like that
0: for yourself. Yeah. 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 So, hopefully, (laughs) the discussion that we've had so far has been helpful in thinking not necessarily about the specifics of what to do, because it is in some ways up to the individual, but ways of thinking about, okay, here's what I can think about to mitigate stress, or here's how I can structure my time to mitigate stress, or, wow, I really do need to find me time Mm -hmm. for myself. But are there other final thoughts that Um, you think are important to share with those who are in education about this idea of self-care?
1: Well, I think earlier when we talked about the... um I guess consequences of it in your classroom and how it affects um, your students and their learning can be easy to get stuck on just that. But also when you take care of yourself, um, that has an effect on your students as well. And as a teacher, it's most likely, Denise, you're saying it about running, like where things would come to your mind, but it's most likely that you're going to want to use what you're doing, um, whatever you're interested in as some kind of metaphor, or you notice like, oh, when I crochet, I count in this way, or it took me this long to figure out this loop. Oh my gosh, that's exactly like what i'm teaching next week and then when i share when when you share with your students oh hey i crochet and look um it gives them it models for them oh you do things outside of the classroom that have nothing to do with us oh okay a like again a person outside the classroom you know just just as the students are um but also a nice model for like having interests and um
2: doing things that you enjoy and there's always that that fine line, right? How much do you share with your students? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's easy to kind of get caught up in, like, this persona. And the students must see me a particular way because then they will respect me. Mm-hmm. But then also recognizing that this is a wonderful, um, um, safe way to share with the students. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, hey, so I'm running this marathon and I'm training. And mm-hmm. this is kind of some of the things that I'm working on. But what I really want to show you is this. Mm-hmm. And so then it's almost like, oh, wow. To your, yeah. yeah. Ooh. Yeah. You don't sleep here, like no, I don't. I don't That's, right. Here, right? I, That's right. That's right. Look, I've had high school students ask me. that. are yeah. like, "Are you kidding?" Yeah. Bless yeah. their souls. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, and then you wonder, right? Um, about we ask the students to share so much of themselves, mm. and then it can almost seem very uneven because it's like, mm. oh, but I have to teach, so I can't. But this is a, a way to kind of connect um, with the students and allow them the that allow them to see um, the different ways in which it's possible to care for yourself so then they can recognize, like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I I do play baseball. Maybe I do want to take it a little bit more seriously because, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. I do feel better after practice. And so then you kind of um, help them see, you know, that it's possible.
0: Yeah, and I think underlying what you both had just said was that, I mean, in some ways, the opening up of that relationship creates Mm -hmm. a better classroom culture, which Mm -hmm. can also lead to de-stressing because Mm -hmm. there is that recognition of humanity um, on both sides, the, the one thing that, like, I hesitate to say sometimes when talking about self-care because it feels problematic is that self-care can also be done within, like, your job and setting up structures mm-hmm. that enable right. um, you to have more time for yourself, whether that's setting up a grading structure <laughs> mm-hmm. um That maybe you're using multiple choice and you have the students grade each other or grade themselves and then put in the grades that way instead of doing Mm -hmm. it yourself. Or you have rubrics that allow you to get through, like, essays easier. Um, One of the things that I always did with essays, because I felt rubrics never fully captured everything, is the first essay they would turn in, I would spend just a ton of time writing feedback Then we'd write another two essays or three essays and I would just kind of grade on the rubric. But then on that third or fourth essay, I'd come back and I'd do that really hard. And it was so I wanted to give feedback on every essay, but I had to restrain myself because otherwise I would only spend time grading essays and there would be no recognition of my life. So even though it goes against this idea of self-care and removing yourself from the profession, I also think thinking about what can be done within to... Reduce the time on particular tasks um, to to save yourself is something really important.
1: Yeah, and I think that it is really important, too, even though we're talking about having some time that's like um, that you're separate from Mm -hmm. maybe your teacher self. Mm -hmm. um, I I think that it's pretty clear that we've been talking about um, integrating as well. Mm -hmm. So that's integrating self-care into your classroom, which Mm -hmm. is absolutely um, essential because if you just go and burn out all day and then try to make up for it, that's not gonna work very well in the long run either. Um, so there's some kind of balance there. Sometimes you need um, a heavier boundary, especially when you're first learning to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to find those spaces where it's like, oh, okay, I can, I can integrate here. I can, um,
2: I can do two things here. Though that'll, that'll be fine, you know. Especially in the classroom, it also keeps you open to that because I know for me. Um I'm not. I'm not a structures person. I'm mm-hmm. not about boundaries. Like no, and you, you can't make me. <laughs> um, so, I it's a, it's an interesting thing to think about that as care because then you're thinking about like wait, it's not a structure. That's self care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and yes, yeah. it's still a structure. <laughs> that's just, that's like yeah. I'm, I'm clear on that. <laughs> but I'm more likely to be open to it and then also kind of making finding a way that that is both hand for me mm-hmm. yeah. rather than thinking of I'm fighting against something. It's like wait. Okay, I appreciate that. Oh, wait, if I shift it this way, it works better for me so that I'm able to kind of get these things done more efficiently and then I am more likely to be able to have a life.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us and hopefully you have found these ideas that you can make your own and um, take better care of yourselves as we get into the most difficult part of the year. Um, bye.
1: Bye. Bye.